0: everyone, Katie Elker, Money Coach, and your host of the Financially Free Females podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I want to talk to you about how to create a budget with soul. What do I mean by with soul? Essentially, what I would like to teach you how to do is set up a budget that feels good for your soul, that doesn't feel too restrictive, gives you some freedom, but also allows you to meet your financial goals. So how are we going to do that? I'm going to outline six steps that you can take to put together this budget whistle and we're going to jump right in. First step is determining what you value. Now, it may seem kind of silly to start with an exercise like this, but if you don't know what you value, then it's going to be hard to prioritize your spending and determine where you want the majority of your money to go. I'll give you a few few examples. So my husband and I, we both value travel and we value eating out or enjoying good food. Now, things that we don't super value is we don't super value our home. We don't super value our cars and we don't super value things, if you will. So having the latest gadgets. Now, we love our home. We have a nice home, but we bought a smaller home purposefully so that we would have money to do other things like travel, cars. Now, we both enjoy having a nice car to drive, but neither of us really wanted to spend a lot of money on a brand new car, and we honestly refuse to buy a brand new car because we know that buying used can be just as good. And then... uh. The um, third thing thing is the gadgets. We also don't necessarily need the newest phone, the newest electronics, or even brand new furniture in order to be happy with our home and the things that we have. So what does that mean? So that leaves us more money to travel. Like I mentioned, we love taking a larger trip once a year. We also like taking one or two or more, if possible, smaller trips throughout that year. We love good food, so we try to buy organic, whole food, good brands as much as possible. We also love going out to eat, especially supporting um, local restaurants and restaurants that use local ingredients. Now, something that I realized when I first did this is that I don't value coffee, but I found that I was spending a lot of money on coffee shops, and that was a red flag to me because I did this exercise and I outlined Things that I valued, I was able to figure out right away where my money was being spent on things I didn't value and how to shift that so that didn't become an ongoing habit. So right now, I want you to pause this if you're listening to it in a place where you can pause and write down a few of the things that you value and maybe a few of the things that you don't value when it comes to spending your money. Okay, ready, set, go. All right, now that you've done that, you can come back and we're gonna move on to the second step. And that is to take inventory of how much money that you're making. So if you have a full-time job and you're making a salary, then this will be pretty easy. Just look at your pay stubs, or you know, maybe you wanna look back at your tax returns and, or your end of your statements, and just determine how much money you're making. And specifically, we need to know how much money you are making after taxes. So what is your net income? What is your take-home income? That's where you're going to be planning this budget around. Now, if you work for yourself, you're a small business owner, or maybe one of the two people in your household has their own business, this will be a little trickier. For us, being my husband has the regular paycheck, if you will, we tend to do the majority of our budgeting off of his salary and then work in other things based off the money that that I am making. So it's important, regardless if you are... Working for an employer, or if you're your own employer, that you know how much money that you're bringing in on a monthly basis. So that's the second step. Inventory. I want you to go through right now and figure out what actual dollar dollar amount do you have to work with after taxes and deductions, so that you can plan for your month of budgeting. All right. If you're somewhere where you can pause, pause this. Ready, site, go. All right. Welcome back. Number three we are gonna talk about step number three, which is your outgoings. What are you spending money on? Now, for this step, we are just gonna focus on your fixed expenses. So what are the things that you pay every month that you know you're gonna have to pay? So that could be rent and mortgage. It could be your electricity bill. Now, granted, the electricity bill is likely going to be variable, but I want you to take a look at the average and use that amount. Same thing might go for something that varies a little bit. You should have a good idea of what your cable and internet bill is. Also, um, maybe what you pay for your cell phone bill, right? Anything else that gets taken out every month or every two weeks, every paycheck, whatever it might be, that is a fixed expense. So you're gonna maybe have to go through your bank statements. Maybe you have to uncover some things. You might even find that you're paying for things every month that you didn't realize you're paying for. Bah! That definitely happens, and this is the perfect reason why you want to do an activity like this so that you can find those hidden expenses, if you will. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give you time to m- mosey on through your fixed expenses and then come on back when you're done. All right. Now that you've done that, welcome back. We are going, moving on to step four. Okay, so step four is going to be tracking your expenses for a month. Now, this is a huge commitment. But I'm certain that you can do it. So first of all, you need to find a tracking system that's going to work for you. Now, maybe that's pen and paper. You're going to write down every day what you've spent money on and in what amount. And if you're going to do that, then you're probably going to want to carry some sort of calendar or notepad or something where you can track that. Otherwise, you're going to get to the end of the day and it's going to be too easy to forget what you've spent money on. Another great way to do this is to set up some sort of program, such as mint.com, which is what I personally use and love, and link it up to your bank accounts, your credit cards, and then that way it'll be able to access what you've spent. And it's really nice because it automatically categorizes it for you. You can go in and change the categories, and then it'll spit out nicely color-coded graphs and things like that. Former teacher nerd right here. So that is your four step, is you're gonna track your spending. For an entire month, so you have an idea of where your money's going other than just your fixed expenses. Now, obviously, you're not going to be able to just do that right now, but what I want you to do is commit to what type of tracking are you going to do online or pen and paper, and then stick with that method. Write down today's date, say the method, get it all set up. If it's mint or a similar program, it might take a few days to set up, but I want you to commit to setting that up and then set a day that you're going to start tracking. All right, so that brings us to number five. Number five is to reflect on your month of spending. So when you look back at where you've spent your money, so this might, again, take a the time. If you've done a pen and paper, you might wanna throw it into a spreadsheet and take a look at, where you've actually spent your money. And it might surprise you. When I first did this, I realized, I knew we spent a lot of money on food, but I didn't realize just how much money we were spending on food. Same thing goes for coffee shops. I mentioned that earlier. Coffee shops, coffee is not something I value. And I could not believe how much money I'd spent on just a random coffee or random tea here and there. So you're going to uh, take a look and analyze what you've spent your money on this past month. Okay, so after you've done that, You're going to set some limits, set some budgets, if you will. Now, I actually don't really like calling it limits. And I know this is what scares people away from budgets is this isn't set in stone. This can be a flexible Activity, this is going to be a flexible amount, but you've got to start somewhere. So if you look back at your last month worth of spending, then you can see, okay, I spent about this much on groceries. I'm going to plan to spend that much on groceries for this month. And then you write it down or set that budget. If you're using mint.com, you can set that budget amount right in the budgets tab. And then from there, you can, you know, do that for every, every category of income or every category of money that you're spending. So that is. Uh, let's see, what are we on? We're on step number six. So that is to set some limits. All right. Step seven is going to be adjusting. So you're going to have to keep track right, of where your money's going. So now if you're using Mint.com, it'll do it for you and it'll be really laid out. And just a quick side note, this podcast is no way affiliated with Mint.com, just one of my personal favorites. So you're going to want to adjust and see how you've done for that past year. So this is kind of like starting over, reflecting on how you did and adjusting those limits to see if they're working for you after that first month of actually budgeting. Now, if you overspent in certain areas, that's okay. You can adjust those budgets up, but then you're going to probably have to find other areas where you need to adjust that budget limit down. So that is step number seven. And step eight is just Adjusting or, excuse me, just monitoring how you've done ongoing. Now, the best way, and I think what is the easiest way to do this is to set aside what I call a money date. A money date is a time that you once a week, or you can even do it every day, but find a time in your schedule, mark it down that you're going to log into your accounts, you're going to categorize things, you're going to organize if you're doing pen and paper, you're going to put everything into your spreadsheet, and you're going to just monitor how you are doing. On your budget for that month so that's it you guys I ended up adding an extra step in so I think we had a total of eight steps so eight steps to a budget that works for you now if you're listening to this and you're like oh my gosh Katie this totally overwhelms me I've never been quote-unquote good at budgeting which by the way we need to work on your mindset then if that's a thing but if you just have no idea where to start or this really overwhelms you reach out to me and let me know. You can email me. It's my last name, O-E-L-K-E-R, the letter K, 13 at gmail.com. I'm in the process of getting a new email address, but that's when you can use Elker, O-E-L-K-E-R-K, 13 at gmail.com. You can send me a quick note. Let me know, hey, Katie, this is something I'm really struggling with and I could use some help. I would be happy to tell you more about how I help my clients set up budgets that work for them. All right, you guys, that's all I got for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and give me a rating. I love your feedback. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Bye.